Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show well okay here we go you know what's important what's what can be a huge part of your success is if you if you find a balance if you find a balance in your life that's that's been very important for me. And I've really never phrased it this way until now, but I was kind of thinking about it after my wife and I. I mean, we set up one night recently, man. You know, I often come on here, and this is kind of an inspirational moment of the show, and I, I try to remind people about that most important relationship between you and God. And that's, that's the apex of it. That's, that's, the, that's the top of the crown. You gotta form the relationship with God. If you don't, everything else struggles. It's hard to be a good husband without God. It's hard to be a good family man without God. It's hard to be successful without God, man. It's hard to be hard to get through this thing called life without God. So that's clear. But at the same time, you can't talk about God twenty four seven. You got to go to work. Come on, man. Let's just be real. I ain't I ain't your pastor. And I ain't at your church. But let's just be real about it. You know, people tell you you got to keep your mind stayed on him and all like that. That's that's a true statement. You got to keep your mind stayed in that area. I don't, I'm not here to tell you how to live, but you got to keep your mind stayed in that area of God, of doing the right thing, caring about people. That's what I took it as. Now, I could be wrong. I apologize if I'm not saying it the way you've been taught. I can only do me. Now, but after that, you got to go to work. You got to have some fun. You got to take care of your business. 
And that's the balance you have to find. So it, once you focus on shoring up your relationship with God, you got you to gotta balance this now. Now you got to allocate some time. I don't care who you are for your family. If you're going to have a family, you got to allocate some time for them. See, we can't just marry these women or make these kids and then neglect them. And fellas, especially if I'm talking to men out here, and ladies, you can listen too, but uh, listen, if you find yourself struggling in your life, man, and you can't seem to get it together, let's just go over a couple of things. The first two things, if you find yourself struggling, you can't seem to pull it together and reach your goals and get to where you want to go, let's let's just do a, a check. How is your relationship with God? And then next, How much time are you taking to allocate for your family? Now, your family don't always live in your house. But if you made them, they're yours. And the responsibility to them is never lessened because you don't stay there no more. Because you and the girl broke up. You and the woman don't speak. Hey, man, that don't ever release you from the obligation. Feel me when I'm telling you this now. Because I'm not telling you something I'm wondering about. I've had to live through them years. So two things you can start looking at. If you're not where you want to be and you ain't, you ain't really solid, you can't figure out why you keep spinning your wheels. Have you just done a random inventory, man? Have you just checked on your relationship with God? Have you checked on the time you're spending dedicated towards your family, your children that you created? If, if them two things is out of sync, man, that I can tell you right now, you can go on and get to explaining yourself away just like that. Hey, man, how come you ain't where you want to be? Well, because, man, I really ain't. But if you really ain't, then you really ain't. The third thing is you got to allocate the necessary time for your business. You got to handle your business. All of this, man, is, is the way it works. And the order, the order is God first. Family second. Then you got to handle all your business. But as men, this is what we do. If I don't handle my business, I can't take care of my family. True statement. But if your business is in front of your family, you out of order. Now, nah, that's all we're talking about now, ain't it? See, that's that's all we really saying here now, fellas. You know, you know, I mean, I mean, come on, man. You know, let's let's have a real conversation about being better. You know, if you done created these children, you got to handle your business. You may not like the girl no more. You and the woman might have broken up. Y'all might go your own way. But what that got to do with the child, though, man? You got to handle your business. They got to know who daddy is. That's your obligation, man. And God ain't letting you off the hook for that. Try it. Go ahead and try it. And and think you're going to get off the hook with that. Because you're not, man. You're just not. I'm sorry, man. Dog, Steve, why you coming like that? Because I did it like that. I did it, man. I was over here trying to reshape my life, get myself up on my feet. When I was homeless, man, and trying to come back, man, I thought I had to take care of me first and then so I can neglect it, caring about them kids. Man, that ain't how it worked, man. God kept his knee on my neck for a long time for that one right there till I finally learned the lesson. Hold up, man. Put these phone calls in. Go spend some time. Do something. And, and it started turning around for me. You know, I can't be there all the time because I am out here on the grind and the hustle. But at the same time, man, some more phone calls, some more letters, some more ha-ha-he-he's, something. 
then take care of your business, man. You got to work hard to be successful. You know, I, sometimes I don't put that in there. I just live it and I expect my sons to emulate that. But I got to talk to them all the time. How hard you got to work to be something. It's an all-out assault on it, man. If you got a target in mind, you got a goal, you got to wake up every day trying to get there. And you can't get tired of it. Because it's, 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 it never ends. You're going to always be this way. That's how life is designed and set up. You got to be a hard worker, man. If you're always looking for some time to chill and, man, I want to go do what I want to do, you ain't going to make it. In order to be successful, you have to do a series of things that you're uncomfortable doing. And work is the thing that most of us are uncomfortable doing. It's so much easier to chill. Man, I wish I could kick back with a cigar, man, all the time. But I can't, man. I can't. Because I got to work. Then the last piece of the balance, pie, balance piece is you got to take some time out to enjoy yourself. But if you ain't where you want to be, you ain't got a lot of time to enjoy yourself. Quit thinking, man, that this balance is even. It's a whole lot of God, a whole lot of family, a whole lot of business, and a little bit of chilling. The chilling can't be equal to the family, the business, or your God. If the chilling is equal to any of them, you ain't going to make it. Quit chilling, man, and go to work like a man. Do what you're supposed to do. Work on your family. Work on your relationship. Work on your God. Work on your business. And then when you chill, you might not chill as long, but you sure going to chill bigger. You're going to ball bigger, baby. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is here, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, live and well. Full of gratitude today, baby. Full of it. Woke up this morning doing my meditation. And I got back to it this morning because I missed it a couple of days. Started my day uh, saying thank you, Lord, for everything. And I spent about seven minutes at it. And it's just refreshing. Just so much better, man. He's done so much for me. I have so much to be grateful for. Now, are there things I'm trying to accomplish still? Of course. Are there things I'm wanting for? Of course. The missions and goals I want to accomplish, of course, of course, of course. But I can't let that stop the gratitude for what I have. Because really, I'm way further up the road than I ever thought I'd be, tell you the honest to God truth. I really am. It's like he just shot me out of a rocket ship. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, Steve, shut your stupid behind up. <laughs> <laughs> Say thank you and get on with your day. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mississippi Monica, nephew Tommy. Shirley, Junior's yeah. out today. What's on your mind today? Anything I can help you with? <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm I'm kind of torn. You know, I don't. I have to get blood work done today, so uh-huh. I, it makes me a little nervous all the time. Yeah. So you know, I have to lie down and take it, and I can't see the needle or the blood, or I will pass out. Okay. So that's Just where I am. And then my other thing is... Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I have two. Wait, wait. I know. What? You, Tommy, the ne- the nephew, give yeah. suggestions on how on to a phobia, on a fear. And phobia. <laughs> <laughs> he said, all you got to do is look the other way. <laughs> Go ahead, Shirley. And, and my other thing is, um, I, w- I want to color my hair again, and I can't decide what color. Okay, well, Before let me help was- you with it. 
Okay, which one? The okay. blood work or the haircut? You want the blood work is first. Okay. Let's look at it like this, because I give blood work probably All more the than time. anybody on the show. Yeah, you do. Uh, Sometimes while we're doing the show. Yeah. Because it's too. Much. I look at it as it it can really help with the level of health you have, mm-hmm. knowing what your blood work numbers mm-hmm. are. It can really, it can prolong your life if it finds something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. There's overall yeah. health issues. So I look at it like that. It's, uh, it's don't well. don't look at the blood. Don't uh. look at the needle. I watch all of it. I watch the blood going in. Oh, I watch God. the needle going in. I got to stay focused. I can't be surprised. <laughs> Woo! That, that right there. I don't need that right there. So I watch everything. But you can't watch it and you'll no. be fine. No. Hair okay. color, I say yeah. blonde. Okay, you been like blonde before. Yeah, I say I go blind. platinum. Okay, it always looks sexy to men. Okay. when a chick put a little like Carla got the little blonde in her uh, hair, uh, yes. or they might call it Auburn or something. I don't uh-huh. never know. <laughs> but uh, I, I think little Mississippi pink. Monica would use a hair color and put some sexiness on her too. So I say, I say some blonde up in there. You know, put some lighter colors up in it. Okay. Let it go. All right. Tommy, Tommy, I saw your hand up. What? Last time I got blood drawn, I I took those Oculus things with me, and I watched a movie. That way I wouldn't see it. You you took them Oculus goggles. Huh? (laughs) We got to go. Uh, Run that prank. (laughs) Run that prank coming up next, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time to run that prank back with the nephew. Nephew, what you got for us today? I don't want to ask you for too much. I just need it for a day, okay? Uh, we need you to be a slave for a day. That's all. Shut just, up. It is uh, black Hey, hey, hey what's month. 24 hours? What's 24 oh, hours? We're done with that. <laughs> Play for a day. Let's go. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a, uh, Miss Glenda, please. This is she speaking. Uh, Miss Glenda, this is Gary. Gary, I'm with the um, Black History of Okay. You uh you you participated last year in the in the Black History Parade, am I right? Yes, I sure did. Uh, okay, I got your name from one of the members on the committee, and we're trying to see if you can actually be of some help for this year's Black History uh for this month. I sure would. Be glad to help. Okay, listen, um, we're having an auction tomorrow, and wanted to see if you could uh, actually maybe be of some help with the auction that we actually have going on tomorrow. Uh, yes. Do I need to donate anything or? But no, is that what uh, you need? No, we're not really trying to get some a donation from you this time. We're trying to see if you have some time tomorrow to come out and actually help out with the actual auction. Okay. What time tomorrow? Uh, probably like about nine o'clock in the morning. I can do that. Okay. Now we're asking that you wear something that you'll be comfortable in all day tomorrow, if possible. Okay. Okay. Pretty much an all-day event that we're trying to get you to do. Okay. I could be there around nine, but I'm gonna have to leave about four. Uh, well, well, I tell you what, we'll see what we can, well, how we can work it out. But we, we definitely want you to come and be a part of what we're doing. So, what is it that you really need me to do? Um, well, actually, you know, we, we we got a lot of people doing different things at the, uh, you know, at the auction, you know. So we just want you to come out and be of some help uh, with everything that's going on. Okay. Well, I want to be prepared. So, what exactly do I need to do? Work the concession stand, something like that? No, really. What we had is actually you being a part of the auction. Being a part of the auction, such as. Well, what we're doing tomorrow is we have already we already have fifty people who are signed up, and you would be, you know, 
uh, one of those people that are, that, are, that are signed up to do the actual. Uh, what it is, is is we're having slaves for a day. And what we're going to be doing is auctioning you off, and somebody's going to buy you tomorrow. And you'll be their slave. Slave for the day. Slave? Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll be their slave for the day. That's what, that's what we've decided to do with the black history. We've decided I to do. I didn't mean, I, I, don't, I want to participate, but being a slave, no. Okay, but see, what you, but, but you, I want you to understand that this is a worthy cause, though. You know, I understand we want to, it's we, a worthy cause, but I'm not going to be no slave. Well, well, you, I mean, you don't have to call it a slave. I mean, a, a servant, you know, a, a butler, you know what I mean? Slave, Whatever you want to call servant, it. I'm just saying. Same but, damn thing. No. I ain't going to be no slave. Okay, okay, ma'am, ma'am, Ms. Glenda, what I'm trying to explain to you, this is a worthy call for the black history. And we're trying to get you to be there. Somebody may buy you for $500 tomorrow. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Are, 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 you, are, you, are you turning us down for a worthy cause, Ms. Glenda? Yes, I am turning your down. Don't call me with that kind of no more. I mean, I don't understand what, what the problem is. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we got to repeat history so we don't go back to the history. Sometimes we got to do it again so we don't go back to it. You understand? But here it is, it seems like you you acting like a, a, a house Negro or, or something. Like you too uppity a or house something. Negro. A house Negro. Who's the chairman of, of this? Excuse me? The chairman. Last time I spoke with Mr. Wilson and we didn't have no like this. Okay, and I understand that, but what I'm trying to explain to you is this is something that... I don't want do- you to explain a thing to me. Do not call me with this kind of again. Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? Do you understand me? Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? We already have... You're not going to sell me. We sell have you listed to be sold tomorrow. Sell your... We've got you listed to be sold tomorrow, ma'am. Can we please I'm make sure... I'm not going to be sold. And you. Do not call here again. Hey, listen, if you don't show up tomorrow, then we will come to your house and sell you there. Come to my house? We, I, I if wish I you, if I got to come I to wish get you, you sold, would then... come to my house. Bring your me? over here if you want to. Listen, I will come there to sell you if you're not going to come out to the auction. Come on to my house. You bad. Come on to my house. Okay, I tell you, and you know what? I need you to do this. You need to start saying yes, sir, and no, sir to me right now. Okay? Kiss I need my... to get you in the, in the frame of mind of, of being a slave for the day. Okay? I didn't hear what you said. Kiss my black I'm coming to your house tomorrow, and I'm going to sell you in front of your house if you don't come down to the auction tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You better not bring your to my house. You better not. Do you understand me? I don't march for civil rights. I don't have time for no like that. And we got a black man for president? you. I understand we got a black man for president, but right now we're trying to raise some money for black history and we need to sell you tomorrow morning. You're not going to sell me, You're not going to sell me, You and don't call my house no more. Do you understand? Do not call. I understand exactly what you're saying. Can I tell you something else? Who else going to be sold tomorrow? Hell no. Don't tell me, I, I got one more thing I do need to tell you. What is it? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your sister, My sister? <laughs> My sister, I can't believe that. Uh-uh. I'm going to get her. I can't believe she done did this. Miss Glenda, you all right? I'm all right. This is some crazy. I can't believe this. I'm going to whoop her. I'm going to whoop her for this. It don't sound like you were going to get sold. No way. Hell no. You wasn't getting on this auction block, huh? No. 
No way. Because <laughs> Miss Linda's been there. I've been at the sit-ins, the marches. I've done some of everything. Yes, ma'am. Well, I tell you what, Miss Glenn, if it wasn't for people like you, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. That's so right. We, we, we show thank you. We show thank you. I just wanted to play a joke on you. Did I get you? Yes, you did. <laughs> you sure did. All right. I got, one more, I got one more thing to ask you. What is? What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show with that <laughs> ick <laughs> nephew Tommy. We love you, Miss Glenda. Okay, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to join in just for a day? Shout out to everybody. Who was <laughs> All in right, the nephew, thank you. Way, <laughs> Coming baby. up next, as the CLO with Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building, ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Dave Chappelle has yet another Netflix comedy project coming up, and Beyonce and Zendaya have an upcoming movie project together. We'll talk about that at the top of the hour, but right now it is time to ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. This one is from Jen in Pittsburgh. Jen says, I was at my cousin's wedding and had too much to drink and ended up sleeping with a guy that is a distant cousin of mine. He's a white guy, so I never would have guessed it. He wants to see me again. Should we take a DNA test first? What? What? <laughs> yeah, a distant cousin. Should they take a test first? But he's white. It, it happens. I don't. I don't know where we're going with this question. What's the test for? I mean, I mean, look over. Clarify that he's white. What is that for? Yeah. <laughs> what? Most most white people I'm not related to. Uh huh. Most. 99.999% of the white people in this world I'm not related to. Mm-hmm. And if I, that's why I don't take all them uh, tests, you know, all like that, because I don't want If I find out that I got what a white relative do? somewhere <laughs> and all this hell I've been catching. <laughs> and your Maybe ass you been sitting over there. And your ass been sitting over there on Gravy Street. <laughs> you ain't say nothing to me. Me and your ass go have instant problem. <laughs> I'm suing. I'm gonna want whatever it is you got in it. <laughs> Cold better not be more than I got. Please, Lord. Oh, so Please, Lord. If you got one percent of white in you, like they said, if you got one yes, percent of yeah. black, you white, you want all your privileges. Uh, and I hope to God <laughs> this white person has more than me. Please, Lord. Please, Lord, God, <laughs> Father, God, man, like if I found out Bill crazy. Gates was my uncle, uh-huh. what? What? <laughs> Ooh, we out. Uncle Bill, Uncle we out. Bill. Uncle Bill, boy, I be making a scene about it. I be on TV crying and stuff. <gasps> uncle Billy, Uncle. Hey, what? My life it could have been so much bigger. I love what he cries. I could have been Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I could have got the same contract oh, that the fat dude had. Oh, I could have had Rush Limbaugh's contract. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, Shirley. So should she take the test? Hell no. What you sleeping with him for all these people in this world? What you got to take a test for? 
No, you quit drinking is what you need to do. He wants to see her again, and she doesn't. Yeah, yeah of course he do. I don't do that ancestry then. What you know? Go on over there and find out if his forefathers was whooping yours. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Yeah, to Shana in Albany. Shana writes, my mother has been taking my husband to work since he let her borrow his car. Her brakes are in bad shape, so he didn't mind helping her out. But he's irritated because she expects gas money from him every week. Is she right or wrong? Wait a minute, whose car is it? It's her dad's car. The mother has been taking the husband's car. I mean, um, her mother has been taking her husband's car. She's been borrowing the car. Got it. Okay. The woman who wrote it, Shayna, her mother has been taking her husband's car to, uh, and uh, borrowing her car and dropping. And he's him been off. dropping her husband off yes. in his car. Mm-hmm. But but the brakes are in bad shape, so he didn't mind helping her out. But he's irritated because she expects gas money from him every week. Is she right? In or his wrong? car? Yeah, it's his car that she's borrowing. She's taking him to work, and she wants gas money. <laughs> Be and she wants to know is she right well, or wrong? Well, you know she old. <laughs> no old people don't care. Now when I carry you to work, it's for then I got to carry myself back over here. Right. I'm gonna need some when, gas money. But it's when the last time though? you've been dropped off, dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dropped off. And somebody leave. <laughs> Driver, because you don't drive. Steve. Well, you know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. Just dropped off, and then I get dropped off, off all the time. But your ass ain't right. going nowhere. <laughs> he has to sit and wait. Oh no, you talking about like leave me at a location? Right. Then I want right. to go now, and I got to wait on man. Please, seriously, I hate that. that, that no, I ain't happening, partner. So, so, but you know what though? What? See, dude, bruh. You would have to put gas in your car to go to work anyway, mm-hmm. whether you let somebody else use it or not. But come on now. But, bro, it's your mother-in-law. You know how they are. Yeah. 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 That's true, too. She want gas money because to take you to work costs gas. If you was driving your own car, you'd have to put gas in it. Now, she appreciates you using it, but don't she have to put gas in it, too? Old people don't look at her like that. She looking at her, I gave you my daughter. <laughs> Old people so got minor. So okay, so me. So minor. Let me borrow your car and give you Just gas. Spill it up. Okay. Man, yeah, give her the gas money, dog. Say don't 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 do this. All right. Caleb in Hampton says I'm a sixty-seven year old man and my wife died, so I've been entertaining women at my place. One of them was a close friend of my wife, and she says it feels strange to make love in her friend's home. She's the object of my affection, so I don't want to lose her. How do I make her more comfortable here? You gotta have to get an apartment, homie. <laughs> you gotta get a bachelor pad. Now your ass is old, and you don't know nothing about bachelor pads because it probably wasn't out when you was back kicking it. But Caleb, with this old ass biblical name, listen to me, Caleb. <laughs> You not a player. Your name says not a player. You, your name is more of a MMA or Russian or uh, cage fighter. That's what your name says. You look middleweight champ for the MMA cage fighting UFC division. Other than that, Caleb, you're not a player. 
She does feel strange in her friend's house. You have to change that. You have not to get a bachelor pad. But not because she was her friend. <laughs> yeah, that ain't bothering her. <laughs> Obviously not. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's in her house that's bothering her, but she didn't manage to take her clothes off a few times. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she can secure the bag. She's done this to secure the bag. Mm. Now, Caleb, she's the apple of your affection. You're going to have to get a bachelor crib. Or you're going to have to start going over to her house. Or is it some people stay there with her? Or Or is she in a home? Redecorated the room or something. Ain't no redecorating nothing. You can paint it. It's still her house. Paint it. Be laying up there and that heifer come through that wall one night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Be laying up there and that heifer step out that wall. I bet your ass will clear that room then. So. Yeah. That? <laughs> I wonder if he can afford a bachelor pad. But Hell anyway. no. Mm. His name Caleb. Yeah. He's the <laughs> pad for this. I don't know. No, I don't know. It's Some names don't say. I'm bothered that she's not bothered that that was her friend. <laughs> All right, thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Netflix has announced its next huge project with comedian Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle is set to release four upcoming comedy specials, Steve, that he's producing and hosting called Chappelle's uh, Home Team. Chappelle's Home Team. The series will feature four comics handpicked by Chappelle, including, this is our friend, we we may not know him as this name, Nathaniel Stroman. We know him as Earthquake. Uh, Also... Yeah, also comedian Donnell Rollins, both of whom have at least 30 years of stand-up experience. Chappelle stated that, I've been doing this a long time, and comedians like Quake and Donnell are not only friends, but have inspired my own career. Anyone in the comedy community knows these names and knows their time to shine is long overdue. I am proud to be a part of this moment. Chappelle's home team premieres February 28th with Earthquake. Come on, Quake. Get him, Quake. Come on, Quake. He's absolutely correct about that, man. When I talk about some of the really great ones that have done this, Quake is long overdue. Long overdue, man. How this brother has not gotten a special. Oh, I know why he hasn't gotten a special. Really? And I'm going to wait to have him on the show to talk about it. But I know why he hasn't gotten a special. Uh-huh. And it's simply because the decision makers didn't get him. But the decision makers didn't get Medea. Mm. Look what that you got see. you. <laughs> Again. The decision makers didn't get Kanye at the beginning. Turns out they were right eventually. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't get, get him in the beginning. <laughs> I don't get him now. I'm just saying, you know, that turns out they saw something in his eyes when he was presenting the first tape at the yeah. record label. They went, oh, he ain't that right. And they, they stayed away from him. Now, now he's going to turn out to be one of the inf- most influential people in hip-hop. One of, not the, but one of. And I don't speak Quake. about hip-hop, but Quake is just nice. like the dude, man. I remember when I first met Quake in Mobile, Alabama. I remember when he came to my hotel door and knocked on the door. And the reason he knew where my door was because he saw me go in it from the parking lot. That's how my life was back then. You could see my door if you parked in front of me. So. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. Okay, so 
it's important to quake and when your peers think you're fun. I mean, I think that would be a big boost for him. You know, I don't know no comedian. Yeah. He's a comedian's comedian. Comedian's comedian. I don't know nobody that does this that don't think his that that don't think earthquake is hysterical. He rips the room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he does. breathe. He does. <laughs> he does. The problem has been whites didn't get quake. But Quake didn't build his career on whites or for whites. Mm-hmm. And they were never comfortable enough to come see Quake where he was performing. Mm-hmm. But that boy was ripping rooms, man. I'm yeah, talking about sir. for years. Yeah. He's been ripping rooms for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's very funny. And when, you, when you're when you on a show when you're on a show with Quake, mm-hmm. every comedian is in the wings watching Quake. Wow. You, they ain't, they don't watch everybody else now, but they in the wings. With you. Hey, Quake going up. Okay, cool. And you go. I did so all my great. When you say comedians, comedian, y'all are fans. Yes. Of Quake. Yes. Okay. I uh-huh. did a show one night in Dallas at the outdoor amphitheater, sixteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. Joe Torrey, Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. myself, Earthquake, and Bill Bellamy. Man, what what order is that? He went the wrong order, but when uh, oh, and J. Anthony Brown. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> when Crazy. Earthquake went on stage, and mm-hmm. I that was about the time he wrote that big joke he used to do about Martin Luther King and why Coretta Scott can never remarry. Mm-hmm. You know, cause mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna measure up. Right. You know, you're going to finna date a woman that's got a school named after him, that's got the street (laughs) named after him, and got a national holiday. What is your ass finna say to Coretta? What you do for a living? Yeah, but the way he he wrote this whole concept was absolutely brilliant. I was sitting there, I couldn't breathe. I said, man, what is it about this dude? Why Quake never got on the sitcom? Why Quake never got in movies? Why Quake never got an HBO special even? Mm-hmm. Why? It it's only can be one reason. Only Maybe. one reason. Because mm. he was on Everybody Hates Chris later. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah. Chris yeah. put him on. Yeah. He was. And he's also on The Neighborhood the with, with, with Seth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But back then. Right. Right. Because they, they, they didn't see it. Thank God that Dave Chappelle, people listen to him across the board. Absolutely. And so he can present, he can present Quake and Quake. Can listen, why don't we have a meeting do. with they? We should have a meeting with they because they we all have meetings with they all the time. Because <laughs> they do, still Steve. have the power to green light. Mm-hmm. We have a meeting with they all the time. But they smile in your face. Hey, great job. Give us some more information. When they get behind your back, eh, who's this guy? Get him out of here. Man. What they do. Hey, Bro, you know what I mean? Meeting someone, but like I mean, you know his name. It it was it was it was a little tough for Cedric the Entertainer at the beginning. Well, what's his name? Cedric. This yeah. lady introduced Cedric one time at the at the opens when we were promoting the uh, Steve Harvey show. Mm-hmm. She called Cedric. So Cedric the Educator. <laughs> I went. We oh, were just looking at. Come right, on, man. What are man. You talking about? <laughs> she man, thought his name was Cedric the Educator. Yeah. But it's just, just, they don't. Yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about all of them. I'm just saying when they don't want to get it, they don't try. Yeah. 
Oh, he'll educate you all right on some comedy, on some yes. laughs. All right. <laughs> Coming up in 20 minutes after, Donald Trump has launched his own social media app. We'll get into that right after this. Boo. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So Donald Trump's social media app, Truth and Truth Social, Truth Social launched Monday as he, he don't speaks. tell the truth. How is he naming the <laughs> I truth? I know, I know. This Facts, is crazy. Tommy. This that is part. Crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, truth Social launched Monday as uh, Trump seeks a new digital stage to rally his supporters and uh, fight big tech's limit on speech. This is a year after he was banned, of course, from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Trump is hoping Truth Social will attract the millions who followed him on Twitter as he hints at a third presidential run. Get out of here. Republicans were quick to use the launch of Truth Social to raise money for their election efforts. The Republican National Committee and the Congressional Leadership Fund have been fundraising off the launch. GOP House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy sent a fundraising email Monday with the message, after over a year of muzzling by the liberal big tech tyrants, Trump is back. Boo. And we're calling her truth. (laughs) Sit down. They're the biggest group of fools and cowards I've ever seen. I've never seen. For sure. I have absolutely nothing. You know, the Republican Party has just sold itself. They stand for whatever Donald Trump tells them to stand for. And that's where they at. And for people to follow a person so blindly, you know what? At least I'll give the Democrats this. They will at least question Joe Biden. (laughs) Well, yeah, because they don't stick together either. They don't stick together. (laughs) But them damn Republicans? Oh, no, sir. Ride or die. Oh, no, sir. They get in that room and they say, this is our agenda. This is our cause. And they ride or die. And they come out that room and they committed to the BS and it ain't got nothing to do with the people. They don't care what you say. What did Donald Trump say? Yes, it's Steve. Yes, the election was rigged and stolen. Impossible. Without one shred of evidence, Mm -hmm. two years now. No, they have evidence that it was absolutely not rigged and stolen. That's where the evidence. But I need the evidence where it was. Right. If you're going to make me believe something. And they, they have nothing. Have but Donald Trump keeps selling it. They let them white folks climb over that wall at the Capitol building. And I'm watching them deny. They they just, we have a subpoena. I'm not coming, folks. They got over that wall, though. They was if you get a subpoena, you get a subpoena to come to court and you don't go, watch what happened to you. But nothing's happening to any of these politicians that are not coming in on the suspense. What's happening here, man? This mess right here is crazy. All right. Uh, Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, a Georgia woman has faked three pregnancies to get paid maternity leave from her job. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A woman named Robin Folsom, the former director of external affairs for the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency, has allegedly, get this guys, has allegedly faked three pregnancies to get paid time off from work. Ooh, she first she told the agency. How'd she do it? I don't know. I don't know. She first told the agency she gave birth in July of 2020 uh-huh. and she went on maternity leave. 
Three months later, three months later, she told the agency she was pregnant again and informed them of the birth in May of 2021. A man claiming to be the child's father emailed the agency and said Folsom needed seven weeks off to recover. Then last August, she claimed to be pregnant again. And this finally raised suspicion, which led to an investigation into her insurance records. Uh, there was no evidence of her ever giving birth or ever being pregnant. Folsom resigned last October when investigators started interviewing her, and now she faces up to 10 years in jail. Wow. wow. I didn't know there was jail oh. time for that. Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Never mind. You don't care how she did mm-hmm. it now. I don't want to know her plan no more. But I'm trying <laughs> to you figure out. You don't want to go to jail. If you say you're pregnant, Mm-hmm. Was she coming to work like with pillows on her stomach, looking pregnant? Where the baby's at? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I would, I would assume so because you know you have to, you have to show that you're showing some kind of way eventually. Uh, but, you know. but when you leave to have the baby, where the baby at? Well, she didn't bring the baby to work. She or, didn't come back with no baby. Yeah, she did. The baby's at home with the nanny, with the fake. She should have borrowed the baby or something. She should have borrowed the baby trying to. And the fake baby daddy. (laughs) But they, I'm surprised they didn't check into it or ask questions like you're asking, Steve. You know, because she was able to do this three times. So let me ask you a question, ladies. Mm -hmm. So when you get maternity leave, what does that mean? I mean, that means you, after you have the baby, you stay home with the baby for a certain amount of time. I think I took off like six weeks. You stay home with the baby. You bond with the baby. But you, you know, get some time before the baby get here too, though. But you remember with me, I was on bed rest. Yeah. So right. I was in the hospital. So I was <clears> kind of <throat> like before and after. So it depends. I worked, you, uh, I worked, let's see, I had my baby on a Saturday. I worked that Friday. See, she worked what? up until, yeah, I some worked people up can. until the day. I had yeah. The, yeah, the day before I had the baby. So I was at work when all mine was born. <laughs> I was at work right Did up Did you take an epidural? What is, how, how was Man, it? Man, this is not a competition. Right this is not a competition. Mm, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know how y'all do it. Hats off. Most amazing thing I've ever seen. I was there, Lord Jesus, the playground yeah. is being destroyed. And then after, after <laughs> the <quiet, laughs> then it took off. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, the insurance probably checked with the hospital because you you have bills. You yeah. know who paying for all these? You, uh, you have bills immediately. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, it's not a game. <laughs> oh no, no, you have bills, and then the baby, you know, the yeah. the and depending nursery on how you have your baby, outlet. where you have your baby, all yeah. of that factors so. in. So yeah. how she was able to do this, get away three with times, it. Yeah. like you said, Steve. yeah. Ooh, Ooh, it cost. We could have had a couple of hours at the house because that would have saved some money right there. <laughs> how many times did you take off, Steve? How long again? <laughs> well, you know, I was at work right up until the birth of all mine. Uh, <laughs> Me too. We have that in common. Right up to it. <laughs> Mr. Harvey, come to the office. Yeah. This time. <laughs> uh, your wife is in labor. Back hurting and everything. I was in labor. I get down there at the hospital just traumatized. I I know you've had a lot of jobs. So so the question becomes really quickly, what's the weirdest excuse you've you've ever given to get off work? I you know, 
Of course not pregnancy. Oh, I, I had nightmares. I, uh, I faked uh, carbon monoxide poisoning one time. Because I have blue streaks go. on a couple of my fingernails, and that's a sign for carbon monoxide, but it's hereditary, so I usually just walk in the nurse's office and show it to them, and they send my ass home before I fall out. Coming up next, prank phone call with the nephew right after this. <laughs> I've lied and said I was pregnant. Uh, you know what? <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up about four minutes after the hour, it is time for my strawberry letter. The subject for today is I'm the captain of this ship. Hmm. We'll get into that Mm. in just a few. I want to hear that one. But right now, it is time for the prank phone call with the nephew. Nephew, what you got for us today? We all love them, Shirley. We've all had them. Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. Girl Scout cookies. We all have a certain flavor we love. Take a listen. Hello? Hello, my sweet that Who's this? Hey, um, how you doing, man? My name is Glenn, man. I work in, uh, I work in Building 2. You work for Media, right? Yeah, what's going on? So, we probably met a couple times. Uh, do you have a girl? You have a girlfriend? Uh, why, what's up? You guys, you guys live together? Or, or what? What is this your business? Like, what, what, what's, what's the deal? What, what's, why are you asking about my girl? Well, let me ask you this here. What's, what's, what's going on with you and at the job? Uh, I, what, what do you, what do you mean? What's going on with like, like? I mean, I mean, you, you know, you know, right? I mean, so what? Like, what, what's, what's the deal? What, what, who, who are you? Like, who, the, who the are you? Like, what's, what's, what's the, what, what is this for? Like, why you? Like, I don't even know you, bro. Right, right. Like, I, 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 just calm down, bro. Just calm down. Like I say, my name is Glenn. I work at Villa 2, you know, and I know, I'm just telling you now, I know you. Got, I know what you and doing, okay? I know what y'all doing at the job. I already know, and a couple other people know what's going on. And I know you got a girl. I know you got a girl at home. I know that. What so, so so what 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 the f- what what is this about like why why you call my phone trying to harass me about some bull like who are you like what 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 is your problem like hey man hey 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 calm down man I ain't finna, I ain't trying to tell you a little secret or nothing like that I ain't trying to do that all right but I but but I'm gonna be real with you okay I like I said I, you know I got one of your names I got your number from one of our coworkers okay I got your number I said hey, I want I want to give in the car and he talked to him about something. That's how I got your number. So oh, yeah, who gave this, it to you? I, 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 we'll get to that later. Okay, we'll get to that later. But let me, but let me say this though. I know what's going on with you and to the guy. All right, and I ain't gonna say nothing about it. You know, that's just our little secret or whatever. But I do have something that I want you to do though. What What do you want, dude? Like, what What, what the do you want? You call me bugging me about and all this bull. Like, what do you want? What do you want? Well, here it is, man. Listen. I ain't gonna say nothing about what you got going on. I right? that ain't that ain't even I don't even care about that. But here here's what I do want you to do. I do need some help from you. All right? Listen, my little girl is selling Girl Scout cookies. And I want you to buy 50 boxes of them, all right, with via cash app because she got to have them sold by tomorrow morning. Are you kidding me? Bro, you okay, so you on some blackmail bull and Listen, dude, who the f*** gave you my number? Because you're going to call me, ask me to buy some f***ing cookies, and you you should just be a man and ask me about it. Like, don't be f***ing calling my phone trying to give me that bull. Like, 
Come on, man. Like, I, I ain't got no time for this. Like, all I'm asking you to do is buy some damn cookies, man. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I, I, I'm just saying, I just want you to buy some cookies. I need you to buy 50 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Can you do that no. or not? No, 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 no. You ain't gonna call and try to manipulate me into buying like you're you're, you're sh- talking sh- and you're trying to make me buy. Sh- so I ain't gonna do nothing for you. You sh- disrespecting me, calling my phone, trying to act like you like just trying to manipulate. Sh- I ain't down with that, bro. I ain't down. Okay, with well that. let me let me ask you. So you you don't want to buy my cookies though. So do you want me to call your your girl and see if she'll buy my cookies? Bro, you better stay the f- away from my girl, man. Like, don't don't f- come near her, okay? You don't call her. You don't come near her. You don't come near me. You just need to get the f- out of here. I'm about to start 69 this f- figure out who you are and come right after you, man. Like, because I ain't playing, bro. I ain't playing. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'll tell you what, man. I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with you. But I, I'll get off the phone right now. I'll get off right now. And I'm going to yeah, you call your girl. I'm going to call your girl and see if she want to no. buy some cookies. M- no. No, 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 no. You ain't called nobody. You you just get, you, you get, I swear to God, I'm going to find out who you are. I'm going to find out who gave you that number. I'm going to call you up. Like, you don't, you don't call me trying to harass okay. me. Okay, hey, man, hey, hey, you know what, Adrian? Cool. We still talking about it, all right? I'm going to get the phone right. like you. So, so, so I'll get off the phone like you want me to, Adrian. I'll do that. But let me, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. You sure you want me to call you sure you want me to do that? Right? Isn't that, isn't that her name? Man, you're a f***ed up individual. All right, look, how much are these cookies? How much you want? Hey, man, hey, man. Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy? Yeah. Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy? <laughs> Tommy? Hey, man. Hey, man, check this out. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your co-worker's Got me to pray phone call you. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 my God. I'm going to kill him. Damn. Oh, I was so strong. Oh, oh God. Woo. Listen, so listen, Adrian, we have, beeped, we have beeped all the names so nobody knows the names at all, okay? You're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> all right, man. I, mm, you got me. Oh God, I'm a, I'm a go. I'm a take a nap, man. I I just used up all my energy. I'm done. <laughs> oh God, like, hey, what you got? <laughs> I I am gonna f- you up, man. I can't believe you got me on this for real. Tell me this, man. One more thing before we go, H. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man, which is what he's got played every morning. It's that time. Well, he was going to buy him, though. Yeah, you <laughs> buy him. It is that time. Mm-hmm. Blackmail will do it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh-huh. just to hold down confusion. Mm-hmm. How much is the damn cookie? Yeah. <laughs> but how, much, how, much cookie how much what? is a box of Girl Scout cookies? Five dollars. Um, I think that was two hundred fifty dollars. But but to, co- to hold down some confusion, you'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I got two fifty. Your local grocery store hanging out. Yeah, or now they it. they do contactless because of COVID. They ship yeah. them. You have a link now. Well, I, I just got them physically. <laughs> <laughs> 
You said, you said they back. Uh-huh. We back. They're Put back. your mask yeah. on. We back. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We All right, here we go. March 19th, the nephew is coming to Beaumont, Texas. March the 19th, Beaumont, Texas. That's the Julie Rogers Theater. Tickets on sale right now. Hey, April. Tommy. Yes, sir. Let's start the announcement over. I'm going to be your hype man. Okay. Oh. You know, like you're going to be the main rapper. I'm going to be the dude behind you with the boom box. All right, bet. Okay, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, March 19th, Beaumont, Texas. Nephew Tommy is coming to (laughs) Coming to town. Julie Rogers Theater. At the Julie Rogers Theater. (laughs) Where else? (laughs) Saturday night, April 1st through the 3rd, Nashville, Tennessee. You got three nights. Three nights, Nashville, Tennessee at Zany's Comedy Club. Pick one, be one. <laughs> April 8th through the 10th, it's the Comedy Zone, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, been there. Last time I was there was with John Hinton. Woo! Woo! Sold out Easter weekend. All the white folks went to the beach. Black people ain't had nothing to do. Sold out. <laughs> that's, that's April 8th through the 10th, Comedy Zone, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, okay. That's it. Thank you, hype man. C-Zone, baby. That's nephew Tommy coming to tear they mouth out. Be there. Be square. You understand? What it right, is. What you want. That, this ball fool, natural bone. What? <laughs> it's <Continue>. stupid. <laughs> so this ain't fitting to be fun. <laughs> Continue to hype, Steve. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. Subject, Ooh. I'm the captain of this ship. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, work, dating, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com. All you have to do is click Submit Strawberry Letter, and we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. Right now, could be yours. You never know. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, I'm the captain of this ship. I am the captain now. Okay. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm married and my husband and I have two children. He's in law enforcement, but he's not a police officer. I work as a teacher and I have my school kids and three children at my house. My husband is a dependent in more ways than one. It has been this way for the past three years after he had an on-the-job injury. He no longer washes his own clothes, and he can't mow the lawn anymore. Those were the only two things he did before, and now he can't even do that. Nothing is physically wrong with him, but he says the anxiety from his injury has him leery of doing too much. So what's the, so, so here's what happened to him. He works at the jail in the evidence room, and he was on a ladder, maybe six feet in the air, and he slipped. He didn't hit the floor, but he dislocated his left shoulder trying to hold on. A small box fell and hit him in his eye, so he wore an eye patch for a week. His shoulder was operated on, and he was off work for a a, a full month. When it was time to return to work, he decided he couldn't drive anymore. So now I take him to work and pick him up. Even with sex, I initiate it and I have to do all the work while he takes special care not to injure his shoulder, even though he injured it three years ago. His co-workers are (laughs) sick of him too, so something's got to give. When I stopped washing his clothes for him, he asked our 12-year-old daughter to do it and I told him that's inappropriate. 
We got into an argument and I let him know that I make all the decisions going forward and he's going to be treated like one of the children. He said, since I'm the captain of the ship now, he wants to take early retirement. Do you think I need to be more patient with him or is he playing me for a whole fool? Hmm. Okay. Uh... (laughs) This could all be cleared up. This could all be cleared up with a quick trip to the doctor, okay? But your husband won't go, I'm sure. I mean, he already knows that if he went to the doctor, you would find out what you already know, too, that there's nothing wrong with him now. Uh, yes, he's been playing you for at least two of the three years that uh, since he had the operation. You're not even a doctor, and you know there's nothing wrong with him. He's just milking the situation to get you to do stuff for him. He's been lazy. He's just being lazy. He's lazy with sex, with his laundry, with everything. Uh, so my advice to you, wifey, is to stop doing the things you do. Uh, you, you have been more patient than anyone else, I'm sure, with him. Even his co-workers are sick of him, you said. Um, so stop driving him to work and picking him up. I'm sure he can do that himself. All he has to do is go to the doctor, make sure he's checked out, he's fine, good to go, uh, and tell your 12-year-old daughter to stop because you're right. Uh, she shouldn't do that. Um, she's getting an allowance for it, is she? Uh, you didn't mention that, so she's probably doing that for free. Uh, he's just lazy and, and trifling at this point, and you don't have to treat him like a child. But, um, you know, like I said, this could all be cleared up if you guys would just take a trip to the doctor and and you'll find that he's okay. And yeah, he is playing you. Steve? Wow. This letter wasn't what I thought it was going to be about at all. I thought it was this man Mm -hmm. trying to assert the fact that he was captain of the ship. Oh, yeah. Based on the title. I just Mm -hmm. thought that's what it was going to be about. Right. Me too. Oh, this is a really disappointing letter, man. This is really, really disappointing. Because I don't, you know, I'm reading, I'm going to read this letter. I just don't like men like this. I just don't. Now, I know it's a one-sided story and she's writing the letter, but she's writing the letter out of frustration. This dude right here, y'all married. I wish I knew how old he was because it would really help me analyze this even better. But... You got two kids. He's in law enforcement, but he's not a police officer. Then right away, I'm thinking traffic cop or he write tickets. But that ain't the case. She's a school teacher. And uh, you got your school kids and three different children at your house. Don't know what that means anyway. My husband is a dependent in more ways than one. Uh And he's been this way for three years after he had an on-the-job injury. He no longer washes his own clothes, and he can't mow the lawn anymore. Damn, what did he do? Oh, we find out. Those are the only two things he did before, and now he can't even do that. Nothing is physically wrong with him, but he says the anxiety from his injury makes him leery of doing too much. Too much? (laughs) You don't do nothing but wash clothes. And mow the damn lawn. <laughs> and based on y'all's two jobs, that lawn ain't that big. I'm just saying. So now, now she describes what happened to him. He worked out the jail in the evidence room. He up on the ladder one time. He slipped, but he didn't hit the floor. He dislocated his left shoulder trying to hold on. Here what happened. That ladder got out Monday. He grabbed up with that hand. And his uh-huh. fat ass damn near tore his shoulder out. There's 
No mention of weight trying to, in here. No mention of weight. Uh-huh. How you think you pull your shoulder out when you grab and don't fall? <laughs> that ladder weight. did what, dog? That ladder, that ladder slipped and got out Monday. Got out Monday. <laughs> got out Monday, and his fat ass grabbed something and ripped the ligaments out of his ass. All He tried to stay up under all that weight. He ain't in shape. She did not say he was fat. <laughs> I'm telling you that's what happened. She didn't say how old he is either. And if you ain't working, your ass going to get fat. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, okay? okay. We'll have part two. Oh. Of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, I'm the captain of the ship. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I'm the captain of this ship. All right, this woman been married to her husband. They got a couple of kids. She a teacher. He in law enforcement, but he ain't no police officer. Now, he done got his ass hurt on the job one day. He was in the evidence room up mm-hmm. on the ladder, probably looking at some evidence he ain't had no business. He was doing, dun, 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 and he moved up on that ladder, and that ladder got out Monday. <laughs> his <laughs> ass. Like... <laughs> and she say he injured his shoulder but didn't hit the floor. So that means he grabbed something trying to hang on. Now, his ass already overweight. When he grabbed on, that was it. All the weight tore his shoulder, dislocated it, ripped the ligaments, all this here. Fat ass should have just went on down. Mm. But no, he tried to stay up. He ain't hit the floor, but he dislocated his shoulder trying to hold on. Then a small box fell and hit him in the eye. Now, in the evidence room, that small box is probably a jewelry box. It could be a room with a uh, quarter sack of weed in it. It could be a little, maybe a little couple keys of cocaine was in the box. Oh, gosh. Maybe it was the box with some keys in it that had some fingerprints on it for armed robbery. (laughs) But one of them little ass boxes hit him dead in his damn eye. So he wore an eye patch for a week. Now, that really make you look like you hurt. You got your arm in a sling, and you got a patch on your eye. Now, he trying to figure out how he can play this. His shoulder was operated on, and he was off for a full month. Okay. It was time to return to work. He decided he couldn't drive no more. See, his punk ass playing this all the way out now. Now, he can't drive. Black people, black dudes only drive with one hand any damn way. So we already know that. Now, if his right arm was hurt, that's even better. That's the one we lean on arm rest on anyway. <laughs> and if his left Ooh. arm is hurt, then that's cool. Then we'll just do the lean the other way. We lean up against the dough. Both of them is pimp poses. You just got to rock the one you like. So I take him to work and pick him up. Damn. Even with sex, I initiated and have to do all the work where he takes special care not to injure his shoulder. This is how I know his ass is fat. See, when you're having sex and you don't want to injure your shoulder, the only thing he can do is lay on his sorry ass back, which his fat ass want to do anyway. Because he don't want to be up on his knees where he got to put that work in 
hold his big ass up and all this here. Uh, my shoulder hurts. Uh, I can't hurt my shoulder. Don't nobody give a damn about their shoulder when you having sex. You know how many toe cramps <laughs> I done true. got? How many hamstrings I done pulled? You know how many pec muscles I done toe? You know how many head lacerations I done had on my head, what? boy? From slamming into it too hard. You know how many times, man, I done Concussion. ripped the ass muscle off? You have any idea, man, how many times I done towed the tendons in the bottom of my feet trying to get my toes to get more, more grip on that sheet? You know how many injuries I done had doing sex and don't give a damn, I'll see you tomorrow? And don't stop. Ain't fitting to stop. Charlie horses, muscle pulls, cramps. Right on through it. Everything. Out of my arms and slipped off the corner of the mattress. I bust my mouth on a nightstand one time. Kept Just going. Kept swallowing the blood so it wouldn't get on her and kept moving. Oh, no. <laughs> Onward, ho. The Way mission has got much. to be done. This punk ass got a little hurt show. Man, miss me with this here. His. Now he, <laughs> now, now his co-workers is sick of him too. Uh-huh. So something got to give. When I stopped washing his clothes for him, he has got 12-year-old daughter to do it. He can't wash clothes. Mm. Mm. And then uh, I told him that was a, inappropriate. We got in an argument and I let him know that I was making all the decisions going forward and he going to be treated like one of the children. He said, since I'm the captain of the ship now, he wants to take early retirement. Do you think mm. I need to be more patient with him, or is he playing me for a whole fool? A whole fool plus some. Yeah. <laughs> he playing the police department as fools. They tired of his ass. The 12-year-old tired of washing his underwear and all this here. How you can't wash clothes? After three years with a shoulder injury. Obviously, there's some type of malpractice that didn't happen because your shoulder ain't worth a damn three years after the operation. Did they operate on the right shoulder? That's my question. Because, you know, they do that all the time. They got a good point. Did did they operate on the right shoulder? I say, yes, they operated on the right shoulder. And I say, your man is full of it. He is just full of it. Mm. He is lazy. Mm. He has found a way to make an excuse for his laziness. And once you decide to be a lazy person, let me help you understand something, y'all. It carries over into every aspect of your life. So now you lazy at the job. You lazy at home. You don't want to do nothing to work. You ain't going to do nothing at home. You lazy in the bedroom. You just a lazy person. So you can relegate your life to living with this lazy-ass person, or you can issue an ultimatum. You either get up and get back to work and be the man that I married, or mm. me and you are done. Back to you busting your lip on the nightstand, though. And kept going. It happens. It happens, Shirley. <laughs> it All does. right. It happens. Listen, leave us it your happens. comments, please, on today's Strawberry Letter on Instagram and Facebook at Steve Harvey FM. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up next is Sports Talk with Tommy, who's uh, in for Junior today. We'll see how that goes right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Junior's out today, but nephew and the uncle are in with sports talk. What you got, Neff? I got something just to tell my uncle. So, Uncle Steve, I did, you know, I did Baltimore, Maryland this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Guess who was in my hotel? Earl the Pearl Monroe. Man, shut your damn mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I know you better not say that to me. Earl the Pearl Monroe. I bet you better not. Who? Earl the Pearl 
Monroe of the yes, New sir. York Knicks, Black Pearl J. <laughs> Black what? With the seven up spin move. Earl the Pearl Herc the Jerk Monroe. I don't know about Herc the Jerk. I just know Earl Dog. the Dog, what everybody in the hood wanted to be Pearl. What is Herc the Jerk, though? What is that? He came down the lane, man. He had that cold-ass move, man, where he would go dribbling to his right. He would cross the free throw line hard. Then he would pick the ball up. He would spin, and he would mm. take two steps, and he'd lay it up with the left on the glass. He couldn't nobody stop it because the spin, he would spin damn near around him on the other side. It's coldest thing. Boy, you need to look it up. <laughs> is that why they called him the Pearl? Because he was so Earl the Pearl Monroe because watch. he was a pearl. Yeah. You just okay. could, this dude was black magic, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. Woo! Look at right. this, Steve. Here's, here's, here's my other news, Unc. I need, I need one of your cigars that's half smoked. Oh, because yeah. check this out. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. has a half smoked cigar. And it's up for auction. And they starting off with $500. So I definitely need one of your half-smoked cigars so I can put it up for auction. Nice. I think I can start it. I think I'm going to start this thing off by $2,500, though. Yeah, it's in the news. Michael Jordan half-smoked cigar that he left in the ashtray. Somebody came along and got it. Now they selling it. Tell them, Steve Harvey lips. Yeah, Steve Harvey. See, that'll be the difference. That's how you know if it's really my cigar or not. (laughs) Cause the moisture be damn near down to the label. Dang. Yeah, that's the way you know it's mine. Yeah. Ooh, you're gonna get paid, nephew. I'm finna, I'm finna get paid. So y'all be on the lookout. I will be auctioning off a couple of Uncle Steve's cigars. And who knows, I might grab a few of his items if I stop by the house. I grab a few other things that I can sell on as an auction. Steve Harvey auction. those parties at his house and you Steal his suits and cut oh, them I down. I threw the hell out of some You could do an auction party at the house, Tommy. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Do the auction. All right. As soon as he leave the country again. <laughs> yeah. Thank nah, you, nephew. Going to be a little bit different this time, partner. Coming up at the <laughs> yeah. top of the hour. Um, for your ass. <laughs> how to tell if you're the one for him or her, or if you're wasting your time. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So according to an online poll, here's how to tell if a boyfriend or girlfriend is serious about you. So Steve, this is the same thing you stated in your book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. So let's go over a few ways to tell if you are the one. All right, number one, he refers to your relationship as we when talking about future plans. You agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why would he mention you in the future if you're not going to be there? <laughs> Okay. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, it makes really. Sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You see all the movies. Uh, what's the movies in the future? Richard Pryor used to talk about. And you see all the movies about the future and white people being it. That's because white people wasn't planning on us being here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they weren't saying we. <laughs> yeah, we stunning their ass because we still sticking around. We a little shocking to them. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another one, Steve. His social media includes pictures of the two of you. Absolutely. I just had a conversation with a young guy because I know how important social media is to them. Mm-hmm. 
And when they claim each other as exclusive, they will post each other. If you're not, you're not getting posted. Mm. I mean, just look at anybody. Like, look at all of them. And so I know this kid that's dating this girl, he told me he's in love with her, and he told me she's in love with him. But he ain't on none of her Instagram, and she ain't on none of his. I uh, said, son, claim this thing. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but don't look that real. Now, he mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you brought it to his attention? Yeah. I just, uh... <laughs> All right, here's another one. Labels become a part of your relationship. When your significant other stops introducing you as just a friend publicly, chances are you're the one and only. Like, this is my Well, boo, I mean, that's girl. important. Yeah, my because man. how many women are in relationships and don't know what it is? They don't have a description of it. Right, right, yeah. right. They don't have, what is this? You know how many yes. women in relationships that's going, what is this? Mm. Yeah. They don't yes. even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Because dudes are very smart now. Mm-hmm. And if you'll go along with us without a label or a title, mm-hmm. cool. Right. But you have to ask yourself, why don't I have a label or a title? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, if I and the number one mm-hmm. reason is, is because you ain't that. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. you better tell it. You truth. preach. You better minister <laughs> up in mm-hmm. here. You better be the it. truth. <laughs> ain't nobody fitting it. to call you what you ain't. Uh huh. Uh huh. Listen, you only get to be Mr. President if you get the votes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You only get to be the boss if you get the promotion. Mm. Uh huh. You only get to be the owner of the company if you put up all the money. Uh huh. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Hello. Wow. Church, amen. 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 Amen again. Go How ahead, Sharon. Steve, this was a, a big one in your book. I remember he brags about you, introduces you to his friends. Then you know. Simple. Yeah. Man, this the one. Man, this is mm-hmm. my girl, man. Another day, man, we had such a good time, man. My girl, man, she be lighting it up, man. We be going through it a little bit, man. But this girl, she's smart. It's just simple. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Mm-hmm. We want you, and we that's how we mark our territory, territory, by bragging about you. So you heard me say that she mine. You heard that. So what you over here for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With your head cocked to the side, sipping out your drink sideways, partner. Mm-hmm. And the and the last one, Steve, you have drawers at each other's house. Hell yeah, drawers. Drawers. <laughs> no, That's you have a drawer, said. like in a oh. chest of drawers. Oh, you got drawers draw- in the drawers. I thought they in were the drawers. drawers. That's true too. You got to put them somewhere. <laughs> you don't just lay them in the floor. <laughs> My drawers is over here because I'm been finna do some things where I need new drawers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Who I can't put these back on? <laughs> Not these. <laughs> All right. Too much in these here. Mm. I got to get some fresh drawers. Coming up, we're going to take intimacy to new heights with this next story at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so iHeartRadio Living Black 2022, empowered by AT&T, paying homage to the creators, the artists, actors, and black leaders who are shaping the culture and telling untold stories that make the black experience so rich and meaningful. Carla, who will be performing? I know you got the deep. 
Okay, girl, powerful performances by Lizzo, Big Sean, her. Oh, I love me some her. Uh, the mm -hmm. new generation of gospel artists, special appearances by J. Cole, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Sweetie, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> <Sweetie>. <laughs> it's going down. You got to watch it live tonight. It's tonight exclusively on TikTok at 8 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. So we will be checking it out on TikTok and you can get all the info at steveharveyfm.com slash living black. So we're going to check that out tonight on TikTok. That's right. That's right. We'll take you to the kitchen table with Saweetie and Tabitha Brown. Check in with the LGBTQIA acceptance brunch and we'll shine the spotlight on phenomenal black women entrepreneurs. Sit in on a Black Family Game Night to talk about what keeps relationships strong and have an open, honest, and much-needed conversation about mental health in the Black community. All that is going down. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at uh, 33 minutes after the hour, and we'll also do a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now, guys, for another round of Would You Rather. Would you rather be kissed on the lips or kissed on your neck during intimacy? Oh, that neck, I can't handle it. I jumped out the window. I can't handle it at all. <laughs> I can't handle it. I it's can't, too much I, for I, you. I just ain't no good on this neck. I'm telling you, I... I <laughs> whoo! You want to you wanna stop my performance, you get on that neck. I'm done. I can't do nothing for you. Well, I'm the direct opposite. Okay. You like the lips. If you open up your mouth, start licking me on my neck, you in for something. <laughs> something much. come with this, that. This I intensifies much. all efforts. Would you rather? <laughs> I'm talking about, man, everything <laughs> I'm doing, I start doing harder. <laughs> Dang, Steve. Everything <laughs> in me, not on my neck. My body's convulsing and stuff. I'm Most of my actions is involuntary at that point. I'd rather All right. not. All right, All right. Let's, let's keep this party going. <laughs> <with> this. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather be financially satisfied all of the time? Or would you rather be sexually satisfied? A. A. Uh. Okay. We can buy that second yeah. yeah. We can buy that second You got enough money. You ain't got to worry about it. It feel good sometimes when you just got money. You ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. True. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you right now. I'm going with that money, man. Yes, sir. Financially set all the time or sexually satisfied all the time? No, no. Like Tommy said, you got enough money, you can buy whatever. You get sexually satisfied. No, I don't need them both. No, no. With that money, that money make me feel like we just finished. It feel way better. Dog. Dog. I know that's right, Tommy. Dog. All right, so would you rather pose nude? Just completely naked for a group of artists, or would you rather wear false lashes, eyelashes I'm, for five days? I'm finna put them lashes on so fly. I ain't lying yeah. to you. What is wrong but with you? But you love Steve? being naked. Yeah, but he. But he I don't know, know these artists. He, he knows, surely. He knows. He, he knows. He don't, he don't need to be naked in front of people. <laughs> I got I got two abs. It look weird. I ain't got the other four. No, uh, I don't need to be naked in front of nobody. Nobody but the white. She done seen it from all sides. And I'm a naked explaining to y'all what's going on. 
And then let's just be real, y'all. From the side, do you really want somebody looking at you from the side naked? Ain't <laughs> you? You know, forward straight on. I'm all right. You know, uh-huh. on a scale of one to ten, I'm about a seven. Uh-huh. You know, okay. straight okay. on seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for my age, I'm a I'm an eight and a half. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you look great. Yes. Uh-huh. Sideways, I can't explain Ooh. that to no damn. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. All right. (laughs) All right, thank you. That's our round of Would You Rather for today. Coming up next, it is our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks at 49 minutes after from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day. It's been a good day this Wednesday. What a day. What a day. Yep, yep, yep. Take us home, Steve. Hey, my closing remarks today is going to be, I'm going to share a personal, kind of a personal story with you, but it's also a story that I think is relatable to a lot of people. And I think a lot of people can put themselves in the place. And I think the question I want to ask is, who are you talking to and who are you listening to? That's an important question to ask yourself constantly. Who are you talking to and who are you listening to? If you want to change your life, if you really want to progress in life, if you really want to be what God has intended for you to be, if you really want to accomplish all your dreams and aspirations, you got to pay real close attention to who you talking to and who you listening to. These two things are critical. You know, I'm going to share you a story as much as I can without being too specific, but just to see if you can relate. I was in a meeting one time with some TV executives, and they were in this meeting to talk about how we could increase the ratings on my talk show. And uh, whenever I take a meeting with news execs, I want, I'll listen to them, Because if you have a way that I can improve, I'm always listening. But in the entire meeting of how to increase your ratings, all they were doing was telling me what I wasn't. And that's not how you improve. You have to tell me who I should be. So you can't tell me what I am isn't working. Because to me, clearly it is, because who I am has gotten me this far. Now, if you can tell me what I need to add to that, I'm okay. But once again, you got to be careful who you talking to and careful who you listening to. So the list started. And, you know, the one thing I thought I would listen to was one of them said, don't cuss so much. Okay, I could take that because that could be offensive to some people. Okay, so I took that. Okay, that's something I can't do, but really to get to what you all trying to hear, I need to know what to do. And then it started into things of just negativity. And one of the things that one of the guys said to me was, don't talk about God so much. And I said, excuse me? He said, don't talk about God so much. And that threw me off a little bit. 
And I'm just looking at him. He said, because this isn't a religious show or a spiritual show. And I was thinking to him, well, it's not spiritual to you. But the whole fact of me even being on a talk show is a miracle to me. The fact that I've reached the levels in this business that I have is a miracle to me. So this not being spiritual for you, I understand. But my whole walk is nothing but grace and favor. So I was sitting there looking at him and I said, well, that's not going to happen. Because a long time ago when I had nothing, I made a promise to God. I told God, I said, if you let me make it, when I get there, I'm going to tell everybody it was you. And you know why I made that promise? Because I was out of ideas. Because I was out of moves to make. I was all out of what to do next. I was all out of bright ideas. You ever been there before? Well, you feel like you just out. Well, guess what? I told God I was out. And I was going to step aside and let him in. And now I do whatever you tell me to do. I make the moves you tell me to move, and I'll go where you tell me to go. And if I make it, God, when I get there, I'm going to tell everybody it was you. That's why when I start this radio show, I start the radio show the way I do. When I was doing stand-up before I started, I said, before I get started, I want to just say that God is everything to me. And without God, I never, ever would have been nothing. I said that every single night before I started my show. Guess what? I was keeping my promise. So I wasn't going to break my promise for some people at a talk show. See, but you got to be careful who you talking to. And then even more so, you got to be careful who you listening to. Now, in that meeting with them, I found that it was my last meeting with them ever. They never met with me again. And I knew something was going on because Christmas, there was no Christmas gift sent to my set. There was no birthday gift sent to my set. Oh, and next thing I knew, everything was canceled. But you know what? I never stopped talking about God. I never stopped talking about faith. I stopped listening. I don't listen to people that tell me what to do about my faith. And I look up, and today, I'm in better shape than I've ever been in in my life because I chose to honor him in spite of what they were telling me to do. So now where are they versus where am I? It's because I pay very close attention to who I'm talking to and I pay real close attention to who I'm listening to. And I spend more time talking to God and listening to God than I do anybody. And that right there is a true testament to why I am where I am today because I am but by the grace of God and I'll never forget that and I'll never let nobody tell me different. Those are my closing remarks today. You might see yourself in there somewhere. If you do, that's good. Hey, look, talk to God, y'all. He'd love to hear from you. Y'all have a good day. See you tomorrow. Peace. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 